let me pull this up. Bear with me a second. There's this one right here. So y'all check this out. How many of y'all is familiar with Taraji Henson? Famous actor, right? Let's see what, what uh, Taraji was bringing out for, for us. What I find disturbing in our community, the African-American community, is that we can talk about a thyroid, we can talk about cancer, breast cancer, AIDS even, but we won't deal with the mental, and that's an issue. I struggle with depression and anxiety. I would have to say I realized it about two years ago. I noticed um, the mood swings, like, you know, one day I'd be up and the next day I'd be down, feeling like I don't want to go out in public, almost agoraphobic, like, ugh, too much to deal with, uh, feeling really awkward in my skin, feeling out of sorts, you know, and just down, like Debbie Downer, like a dark cloud. <laughs> and then there would be days where my brain wouldn't stop racing, which would I would think of the most worst scenarios in the world, <laughs> which would heighten my anxiety. And, you know, people were like, you just need to meditate and yoga and things like that. And I would do that, but my brain would still race. For me, there was no shame when I started to recognize it. Um, it was like that I have to get some help because I'm the, I'm the life of the party. And when I go dark, I go dark. I don't want to leave the house. And my friends started to notice me pulling back. And my father, who also had his issues with mental health, was really open about it, um, about his manic depression. But, you know, as I think back, no one else really talked about it. It was hush-hush, or, you know, he just crazy, or, you know, things like that. For my dad, what he needed was a culturally competent therapist. And, and it's not even about the skin color or the race, it's about being culturally competent. And the reason why we can't find culturally competent therapists is because at home, in the African-American community, we don't talk about mental health, you know. Let me pause again to give that service announcement. We do have a culturally competent therapist. We, it, it's, it, they exist, they're around. A lot of folks ain't talking about nothing because they faking the front. But let me post it up again. Let me take that this 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 ticker down so y'all can get all of it. Tracy Redman, 312-388-1505. Axcare.org. A-C-T-S-C-A-R-E dot org. There's culturally competent. And, 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 it, it, and it's not just women that it's men a part of this um organization here as well so again the, the, the narrative of you got to go sit on a white man's couch and whatever little desensitizing um um comments that someone might make in ignorance it's not true it's folks that understand the culture that is a part of the culture and can deal with these issues whatever the issues may be which But again, we have to be knowledgeable enough so when we hear things like this, we can present a solution that we can cast down those vain imaginations that folks have. Because it ain't nothing but a vain imagination. So let's tap back into what, what um, Taraji was talking about. Let's tap back into that. 
it's, it's a stigma surrounding it. And when you have no one to talk to, what a person usually do is they will try to self-medicate. We're just not allowed to be vulnerable. We have to be strong uh, all the time. This is 400 years of damage, 400 years of trauma that we have not dealt with. And the way we deal with it is be strong. Put on a strong face. Nothing's wrong with you. You don't have mental health. You're not gay. Don't, you know, you're not allowed to be human. That's a lie. <laughs> we hurt and we're suffering. When you think about the trauma the African-American community has been through since we've been brought to this country, we have not dealt with that. And then you get to these microaggressions that are happening right in front of our faces every day on television. Women's sons are being taken from them for no reason at all. And through that, we still have to be strong? How fucking dare you? How Is y'all hearing this? A lot of folks that had bad upbringings, a lot of folks that had tragic things happen to you growing up. You don't had tragic things happen to you in the past few years. And in your mind, you have to just toughen up. Get over it. No, brother, no, sister. That might have really affected you. You need to be able to work through some, some of this stuff. And you can work through it. And that don't make you a weak-ass sister, weak-ass brother. No, folks, throw, uh, put them, them things on you. All along the time, the the person that's telling you about how weak you are is the weakest. And the only way, and the only way that they're able to cope with their life is to tell you what they just told you. Along with a fifth of liquor. Along with messing with a bunch of women or messing with a bunch of men. But no, that can't be true in your mind. You can't never think that that's, that that's what it is. But that's what it is. They're able to cope, cope with their mental illness through money, through manipulation. Through a whole bunch of things they're coping with. They ain't dealing with the issues. And, and, and you present that you have some issues. But guess what? A fixed person don't fit into certain systems. You have to be a broken person, insecure, questionable, unsure, wanting. All these different things play very well into certain folks' systems. And when you're not like that, nah, you can't be around that. So we, we have to come to terms with whatever it is a brother or sister is going through. Hey, let's fix that so you can be the best brother, the best sister for the next person coming behind you. Because they don't bump it to you. They don't bump it to you, brother. They don't bump, bump, bump it to you, sis. And they don't went through whatever they went through in their life. And they might mention some terms that you heard before. That they are right. Or that they might be weak and not enough. And you, and guess what? You know better now. No, 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 brother. No, 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 sister. How about this solution? How about that solution? Let's try that. I got your back. I'll make the call for you. We need that type of care and concern. 
And we're going to get back to the scriptures. I'm going to pull up our mighty ancestors, our forefathers and foremothers that had depression in the Bible. I don't know. I, I know folks don't, don't, don't want to talk, talk about this stuff. They want to paint the Bible in the narrative they want to paint it in. Not as it is written so you justify it yourself. It's folks in the Bible that was depressed. It's right there in our face. Plain English. Plain words. But ain't none of that highlighted in, in, in these breakdowns. In these interpretations. All these great lessons. How many times can we go over Revelations, the 10th chapter, 13th chapter, Daniel here? That's not helping you in your today life, brother, sister. Marriage still in shambles. Terrible father, terrible mother. But I sure know how to break this, this, this chapter and verse down, allegedly. Nah, let's get real. Let's fix some real stuff. Let's quit play, playing around, faking in front. So let's get some more. It's just a little bit more I, I want to um, touch with Taraji. But I, I want once again, want to show you folks, they got the bag. And struggling. They got the money. They got the fame. And they struggling. And, 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 and without the Bible... They're honest enough to say, this is where I'm at. And this is what I had to do and, and fix it. This video right here got damn near a million views. She wasn't ashamed to say, hey, I had this problem right here and I, and I had to get it fixed and it's fixable. But Taraji didn't have no type of religious leader that said that they're uh, they a weak ass person. You, you weak as hell, girl. You got demons on you. You, 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 you out the spirit. <laughs> I'm trying to. So how do I get back in the spirit? What's the steps? What's the one, two, three, ABC for me? Because I don't want to be, be this way. I don't want to feel this way. I didn't ask and request to go through what I went through. We got, we, we, we got fixing to do. And guess what? We got to fix it. Even if this fixing ain't common and promoted. So watch this real quick. Let's get a little bit more from, from uh, Taraji. Taraji in the spirit. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you put that on me? I felt pressure to be strong as a black woman in Hollywood because I kept hearing that term. Everyone kept saying, be a strong black woman, strong black woman. Then I realized that's a myth. <laughs> It means that I'm some superhuman in some kind of way where nothing affects me and that is so far from the truth. Sometimes I don't want to be strong. Sometimes the weight is just too much, you know, and to put on that facade like you're strong all the time, is this exactly what it is, a facade. That's, that's, that's whack. You have to be human and human means you're vulnerable and human means you're, you're layered. And you know, being in an industry where you know, you're getting paid 52 cents on the dollar compared to a white male. Things like that weigh on your soul, you know, because I'm an artist and I'm an artist to the bone. So when I work, I give you all of me. And to know that all of me is only worth 52 cents on the dollar of what he's getting paid, that hurts. A lot of that stuff started weighing on me and sort of like dimming my light. And I had to just get control of it. And 
You know, what I started to do was started making me feel good about it. It's not keeping it in and talking about it, you know? Um, because if you talk, maybe things will get fixed. I felt so, such a relief when I finally said it publicly. Like, I suffer from this. People just, it was an outpour. You know, it was an outpour. People, it was like they were like this, and all of a sudden they felt free to, to speak on it. When And that's why on About Them Laws podcast, we touch on stuff like this. No, we ain't got thousands upon thousands upon thousands of views. You know, we we know for the most part, our people love drama. They like to follow the majority wave going on at the same time while, it's, while they're all the way messed up and not getting fixed. We're going to deal with solutions here. And pray the most high that these different conversations and classes land in the laps of those that need it. That's my prayer. Ain't none of this stuff popular. Folks ain't trying to hear about depression. Folks ain't trying to hear about suicide, fixing your wife, fixing your husband, being a father, being a mother. This ain't popular stuff. Folks want to hear drama. Who did what now? Put out somebody else's business. Let's expose and blast somebody else. This, this, that's the wave now. It's entertainment. It's entertainment. So yeah, this is, this is what we, we, we talk about here. Solutions. Solutions. Fixing things. So we can move better, be better. So let's keep popping. Tarashi in the spirit. And I got back above water when I stopped suffocating myself. I was drowning. And once I released my truth, once I spoke my truth, I started to float back. <laughs> you know, that's what it is. It's luggage. It's baggage. And, and, and it will weigh you down. You better un to pop those trunks and get that mess out and deal with it. It's okay. We're human. No one's perfect. They're, the perfection is the perfect lie. When my therapist said that, my wings sprouted. <laughs> the pressure of trying to be something perfect which doesn't exist is crazy. Let go of that myth. When, when I'm vulnerable, I'm scared, or I'm having these um, non-pleasant thoughts, I let it run. Because if you if you muffle it, it's only going to resurface again. So you have to kind of let it run and play out like, like a faucet. Just let it run until the water runs out. And then when it's, oh, you pick yourself back up. Because, you know, your mind will play tricks on you. I talk to myself. And I think more people need to talk to themselves because you work things out. And it's not, you know, people can call it crazy, whatever. I even catch myself doing it in public and I have to stop. But um, it's, it's just a way to work things out. Um, and you, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. I will have a full-on conversation with myself in the mirror. When you have issues and you have no one to talk to and the, the walls are closing in and the voices are getting too loud, what I notice is people, people will start to self-medicate because you want to feel good, right? So then they turn to alcohol, they turn to drugs, and we're seeing this with the youth. A lot. I'm a celebrity, and at this point, everybody kept asking, do you have a charity? And I really couldn't find anything that I was passionate about, and then... So she hitting, she hitting on some real deal Holyfield stuff right there. A lot of folks y'all don't realize is self-medicating. 
How come Uncle and them still at, at at this late of age sleeping with a bunch of women? That's how he coped with with the different failures and issues in in uh, his life. Why folks smoking all or smoking weed from sun up to sundown, doing popping pills and doing drugs from sun up to sundown? Coping mechanism, sleeping with this man and sleeping with that woman and that woman and that woman and that woman, that man and that man and that man. Drinking all this alcohol up or overeating. It's a whole lot of different vices or coping mechanisms that folks have. Let me read this real quick. Sister Naomi, I, I appreciate you, sister. Most high in Christ bless you. Um, it says, this video is super heavy. and speaking straight facts from personal experience. I was diagnosed with lupus. Had very painful nerve and muscle pain. But due to the struggle, there is no time to sit down and heal. And mentally heal as well. I prayed and fast, but of course, like the Most High says, faith without works is dead. That's right. Once I started started applying the work the work with was seeking help and being honest with myself my pain went away and I no longer needed medicine all praises and was blessed with a better job working from home all praises to the Father therapy is needed with application and with the laws is necessary there you go sis I'm, I'm trying to do my part to make that language common you can have a therapist if needed for your situation and still keep the commandments. Amen. And there are therapists that keep God's laws too. Wow. Amen. Would you believe that? Would you believe would you believe that it's therapists out here that keep the commandments too? Ain't no excuse. Ain't no more excuses. It really ain't. It's either you don't fix it or keep playing games. So watch this. So it wasn't just um, Taraji. Let me show y'all another video. And once again, I'm laying the foundation to show y'all again that people who you would think because they have um, money that they should be all right. A lot of us really believe that if we hit the lottery and had a certain kind of money, that that would answer all our problems. When How can you say that when you see folks with money like that and still struggling, barely holding on? How many celebrities y'all know done, done, done suicide and did who, who were addicted to drugs? You're like, man, all this money? How, how can this person be still doing crack, doing heroin? Because they have issues that ain't been, nobody put a dollar towards fixing the issue, just towards the coping mechanism. So let's get some more. Let's grab another. I, I got some brothers, some brother examples. Let me grab an, another um, example with a sister. Bear me a second. All right, come on, computer. Don't don't start with me today now. Okay, here we go. Let's get some of this. So we were backstage at What Happens Live. Yes. And, you know, the show's great. We're partying Oh, my gosh, so fun, yeah. But when we went backstage, you started talking to me about some deeper stuff happening in your life. Yeah. Some of the anxieties you've been through. You talked about depression a little bit. Yeah. When did that all start? Um, I think when I first started noticing that I, like, had anxiety or that something was 
you know, I wanted to start searching for ways to describe how I was feeling because I couldn't really express them. I had no labeling for what I felt when I was around um, probably like 15, 14, 15, 16, you know, like those ages is when I really started looking up for ways to describe what I felt. And How many of us had certain feelings when we was t- teenagers that we really didn't know how to articulate or express or you really couldn't express a lot because remember we got to put on this facade of being Superman and Superwoman 24-7, 365 days a year. But here go again somebody saying that they, they started to somewhat acknowledge they had challenges when they were teenagers. Why is you touching on this, Ramya? A lot of us can bear witness to that. Some of us even have children that might be experiencing certain things that we don't have an ear to, that we're not tapped into to know what's going on because we're too busy tapped into all these other zones that's more important in our minds. But how tapped in you are with your children to know where their mental health is at, where their emotional estate is at. And a lot of us are dropping the ball there. We have no clue. Child can't come and ask you a damn thing. No relationship. You get a better relationship with folks outside your house than those that came out your own body. We don't we, 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 we bring awareness to it and then we don't fix it. So watch this. The words I came across were stress, anxiety, uh, and depression. So the child acting you were doing, which you started around age nine, right? Yeah, uh uh-huh. How did that play into this? Um, I think when the way that the entertainment industry played into the way that I felt, um, aside from just, you know, maybe those things just being kind of a part of life, was the fact that I was not always able to feel like I was okay to be myself, trying to, having pressure, trying to uh, continue to feel, you know, this personality or idea that people had to me, had of me. That was really uh, hard for me um, growing up. Uh, the word breakdown comes up, the time when you sort of yeah. hit the bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, I think when I was 17, that was the first time I had told my parents, like, I really want to go to a therapist. You know, I'd done some research, and again, coming from where I come from, these aren't things that people are openly talking about. You know, I come from Robbins, Illinois, which is like a very small town. and just got a gas station a couple years ago. You know what I mean? Like, it's a very, very small town. And so when you're, you know, depressed, you're lazy. You know, when you're angry, you know, it's not because you've experienced trauma and you don't know how to express yourself. It's just you're a bad person. So I never had a way to describe these things. And so once I finally realized what was going on, I said, okay, I just need to talk to somebody. But what happened that made you feel like you're out of sorts? Was there a moment you realized, I got to turn this around. It's not going the right way. Um, Yes, probably. I think it was just a, a, a point I'd hit with my parents and realizing that there was no way I could really communicate with them any longer what I was experiencing and I needed to get outside I need to get outside of that outside of my family structure to really understand the problems that I was going through one of the beautiful things about you and I've learned a lot about you over the last few weeks and this is her book by the way it's called I don't belong to you uh, and when I read this I actually got fairly emotional thinking about how mature you'd become mm-hmm. in your very how old are you now I'm 23 that's what 23 it's not written the way a 23-year-old, I would think, would write a book. Uh-huh. Now, parts of it are, obviously. you got emojis and all kinds of hashtags <laughs> and uh, the gag is. And, yes! 
the bay. I'm getting all these words now. <laughs> it's like I got a whole glossary of things I got in the back of the book here to keep up with you. I love but it. The profound insights about the struggles that you were experiencing are there because you struggled with them. Yeah. And I'm just going to quote a little thing here. It says, uh, I did not spread my wings because I was told I couldn't fly a certain way. And I believed it. Yeah. Now, how did that affect you? Oh, that is the story I feel of life. It makes me emotional a little bit because, you know, that's, I, I, that is what we all go through. You know, when I came into the industry so young, and especially, specifically in that, I was talking about the music industry. I came in so young, singing in church, and I really allowed the, inter- the industry to make me feel, because my mom and me wouldn't let them exploit me, that I couldn't be a musician, that it was not for me. I really allowed them to steal my joy and love for something right from under me. And that was the biggest heartbreak, you know, of my life, was turning my back on music because of what people said to me. You know, it was very hard for me. What were they saying to you that made you think you couldn't do it? You know, it was just the overall voices that I kept hearing from different people. And they would say, you know, you, you know your career is just mainly with acting, you know, or, you know, this is not what your fans really want. And, you know, you can't really do R&B music, you know, but it was about telling my story for me. Music was about telling my story. It was not about making billions of dollars. It was about being able to say, yo, this is where I came from, and this is where I'm going, you know, and this is, this is the sound I grew up with. You know, I come from Chicago and R&B, jazz. That's my, my, my thing. Shout out, Chicago. Shout out, Chicago. A part of the book where you talk about this fight you were having with the record industry. Yeah. You say, it's not about selling singles. It's about people understanding who I am. Right. Why is that message so hard to deliver? Because I think people like to put out facade in the entertainment industry of perfection, of glossiness. And that's just not who Kiki Palmer is. You know, I came from the hood. And that's the beautiful thing. And I don't want to hide that from other little girls that are from the hood. I want them to see me up here with you and say that they can do it. Y'all heard that? Did y'all see that? A lot of us is, um, uh, a lot of our people, sadly, is is living those exact lives like they are entertainers. That they have a a a, a, a persona, a, a a image, to keep up. Except you're not making millions of dollars. <laughs> you you don't have endorsements. You don't have all this money that's funneling you to be fake. You're doing it just off the expectation of some folks that you shouldn't really be looking for their approval of. Now she used the example with um music. And I'm a um, when it come to music, especially for our people, for women, you basically have to be a stripper, a butt naked stripper on, on on stage to be successful in terms of what folks deem as success. For a man, you have to be the the super duper thug, or be the most effeminate. To be successful in society terms when it comes to music. 
Not too many folks is doing music just for the love of it. It's it, it's a um what's a um Eric Robeson is a good example. And that's the first person popped popped in my head. He been doing music for years. Dope. He ain't got no big time acclaim. He do it because he love music. Whether it sells or not. He got something he wanna say musically and and, and uh he does it. He not look. He ain't saying well. It didn't go number one or it didn't chart. So guess what? I just need to give this up. A lot of our people don't have that type of fortitude. If they're not able to be at the award shows and and be able to be in front of the magazines, then it really ain't worth doing. She just said she she want to just tell her story and do music, but because. Um, she didn't want to be butt naked like our sisters are today doing music. Then maybe you shouldn't do it. Stick to acting. Then this these are different. And now, man, you that's one of her stories to pertain to music. What is your story, then, brother, sister? Why is you not dealing with the things that need to be dealt with so you can be better? You have to come to terms with that. You have to really sit on your bed and have a conversation. And me not dealing with this, coming to terms with this, am I really being the best husband that I can be? Am I really being the best wife that I can Am I being the best parent to my children that I can be? Because I'm, I'm, I'm not dealing with certain issues and hang-ups from the past. Because just saying getting over it, is that working for you? It ain't working. So watch this. So we show some um some sisters. I want to bring up this article, and then I got some brothers that I want to show y'all. But I want to share this article with y'all. As a matter of fact, let me... Copy this so I can put the link to it. Y'all got to remind me to put the links in the, in, in the in the chat so y'all can see some of the stuff that I'm posting. Uh, let me put this up real quick. I want to read just a few pieces from from this article, and it's from Medical News Today. Medical News Today. Um. The topic of the article is what to know about depression in black communities. Interesting. It says what to know about depression in black communities. If you look to the right, if you look at this article, this ain't a black person that's going to break this stuff down in this article. This is somebody of another nation that's for them to be able to um, give stats, statistics, and interpretations to things that's going on with us. Because we don't want to open our mouth and talk about it. But other folks are observing and documenting things that's going on with us that we're trying to act like ain't going on. He said depression is about as prevalent in black communities as, as in white ones. But there are significant differences 
black people face different social pressures that may increase their risk of depression. Although the prevalence of depression is similar between black and white communities, suicide rates have greatly increased uh, among black youth over the past 20 years. This points to an emerging crisis in black mental health. Black people may develop different symptoms of depression and are less likely to pursue or remain in treatment. I'm going to read that again. Black people may develop different symptoms of depression and are less likely to pursue or remain in treatment. A lot of folks ain't finna pursue no treatment. No, I'm all good. I'm straight. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to pray. You know what I'm saying? Um, uh, I'm just going to pray about it. How many of y'all have heard that before? Just pray about it. Fast and pray about it. Fast and pray about it. And do, and don't think for a second I'm, I'm diminishing those two things. I'm not diminishing the power or the effectiveness of those two things at all. But for certain situations, you need something to couple with that. It says black people may develop symptoms of depression and are less likely to pursue or remain in treatment. Managing depression is essential across all communities and finding racial sensitive treatment may be important to black people who struggle with racial trauma and discrimination. Keep reading to learn more about depression in black communities, including causes, symptoms, common myths, stigmas, and treatment options. I want to jump down to this one section. I posted the link, read it, um, and it's a, it's an excellent read. But I want to read this right here. Um, this section of the article is called Causes, okay? It says depression, hold on, depression is complex is a complex illness that can affect someone's relationship, mental well-being, and physical health. Researchers have not identified a single cause that triggers this condition. Instead, several risk factors may predispose people to depression. Regardless of race and the common most common cause of depression include genetic factors. Depression seems to run in families, which suggests there might be a genetic link. We cannot ignore that. Correct. We cannot ignore that. Some some in some cases it can be a genetic thing. You have to be honest about your family history. And if this happened to your mama or your daddy and to their grandma and daddy and their grandmama and daddy, then you might want to do some preventative measures. It might be a genetic factor. The next one is a biological factor. Physical changes in the body may increase the risk of depression. Certain medications or medical conditions may alter a person's brain chemistry. A lot of folks... You know, they don't say this. And when you take certain medications, medications affect everybody differently. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say it again. 
depending on certain things that went on with you. You went to the doctor and they gave you a prescription to help with whatever it is you had going on. It might have been an ad- adverse reaction to that medication in your body. It's been many cases of that. The next one I have is environmental factors. Stress, trauma, and abuse may increase a person's risk of depression. The risk may also rise in difficult situations, such as following the loss of a job or a relationship. So how many folks know that, sadly, some folks got divorced and that messed up the man or the woman mentally? Some folks got cheated on by their significant other. And that messed up their mental on behind that. Some folks lost a job and lost everything. That messed them up. It's different environmental factors that can bring on certain levels of depression. Is everybody following me on this? Some women have lost babies in pregnancies. Lost babies. And it's affected them. Um, um, Some folks then had an adverse reaction mentally behind abortions. Yeah. That's a big thing going on about abortion. But talk with some of these folks here about abortions. And and I'm going to tell you from my own um, personal experience. I have not met now one woman that ain't had or still troubled by having an abortion. Yeah. I don't know. Everyone, every situation that Ryan came across in his life, the women have a certain feeling about them about making that decision. Now maybe some of y'all cool with it, you know, and all. But I ain't ran across now one woman that that is okay with, with the decision they made at that time. Psychological factors, a person's temperament, psychological makeup, and worldview may increase their risk of depression. For example, people with a negative outlook may be more vulnerable. Say that again. A psychological effect, and so they're going into different categories of depression. Mm-hmm. The, the causes. A person's temperament, psychological makeup, and worldwide um, view, world view may increase the risk of depression. For example, people with a negative outlook may be more vulnerable. What is it talking about? Folks that don't see nothing good in nothing. Everything is always bad. Nothing ain't um nothing is ever enough or go right. They see more bad um see more bad in things than the positive things. Is we following all this? Is y'all still with me? It says some black people may face unique risk factors from for depression. See, now, this is where it's a separation from us in the world. Exposure to racial trauma. Everybody don't have it. Everybody ain't looking up seeing a police officer sit on a black man's neck for damn near 10 minutes. Ain't nobody, everybody ain't seeing a police shoot a, a boy uh, with a toy fake water gun the car didn't even stop. The police shot him before the, the car even stopped. 
We ain't dealing with um 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 what the boy got shot over ninety times. Sixty of the bullets went into his body. That was just recently up in um in Akron, I think. Or we ain't talking about um somebody with a um that's in the back of the squad car, um handcuffed. Handcuffed. They hit the brakes. He slammed into the wall, and now he's paralyzed for life. Exposure to racial traumas. These are different factors that can bring on depression. A difficult life circumstances due to racism. See, a lot of folks don't have to deal with the different levels of racism on the job. When you're trying to move to certain places, trying to get loans, trying to um, get business going on in certain places, trying to make certain moves, that you have to come into and face certain high levels of racism. Everybody don't have to deal with that. Racial barriers to access care. It was mentioned in the previous um, with the sister how in the medical field, it's a lot of racism in that. It says racial barriers and access to care, including racism from care providers and mental health stigma. So I know when it comes to pregnancies, a lot of times sisters had to be very forward and bold in the care for that. Because a lot of times they don't think when you say you're in, in pain, it really ain't that bad if you're black. That's why we need our own doctors too. Let me say that again. It should be a strong advocacy parents that at least one of your children into this medical field. Kids trying to figure out what they should do in life. They need direct train up a child and where they should go. At, at least one of y'all got to be a, some form of a doctor nurse. Or, or a registered nurse. Got to. It has to be more of us there than other folks due to the society on racism, period. So, I want to move on from, from this. It's a very good article. Read it in, 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 in uh, your spare time. Um, I want to sh- show y'all, because I, I showed y'all some women, right? And for the most part, not all the time, listen carefully to what I'm about to say right now. For the most part, Women are always able to get some stuff off their chest. Um, if they're not able to talk to another another woman, another sister, or able to talk to the grandmama or auntie, if they're not able to even get on social media and convey some issues that they got going on to get some kind of help and sympathy or, you know, somebody relate. To what they're going through Brothers don't have that Majority thing between brothers Is competitive For the most part It's very It's, 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 it's very unicornish For us to be able to talk to a brother About our issues and what we're battling with And the other person don't think That you some soft weak nigga it's very, it's, 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 we have to identify it's a big difference. Women have more places and arenas to, to talk about their issues than men. And the men, for the most part, we have the biggest responsibility. We got to lead, direct, make things happen. 
without the without the place to be able to get some stuff off our chest. Without it looking like a certain way or being interpreted a certain way. So watch this for a minute. Let me show y'all this real quick. Where is this at? Let me put this back at the bottom. Um, listen good to this right here. Let me show y'all some. Well, let me post this. Let me show y'all this real quick before before we move on. I didn't show y'all this. Is everybody looking on that screen? Three in four suicides are men. Is y'all familiar with that statistic? Mm. I ain't talked about it today. They want to talk about how much penis men is is, is uh, you giving out. Sex, 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 sex. Or how irresponsible he is. Or how much of a criminal he is. How many of y'all are seeing this uh, 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 over social media or in the movies, music, and media? That three and four suicides are men. Matter of fact, we'll say black men don't suicide. We don't do that. We above that. Don't let your grandma... Your aunties and them really tell you how uncle such and such died. How cousin such and such died. How granddaddy really died. How his daddy died. These things that folks don't talk about or make up a lie about. But that's a real thing. Three and four suicides are men. It's okay for men to go to therapy. Wait, wait, hold on. What you talking about? Let me show y'all something real quick. Let me make it a little bit more plainer for y'all real quick. Let's watch this. How many of y'all saw this? I'm going to show y'all some stuff. We showed the women. I want to show y'all some brothers. And this ain't been brothers talking behind the scenes. This stuff that we done seen viral. Is that what I'm saying that right? Viral. Viral on social media. That we all laughed about. It was jokes, memes, ha ha ha. You know, ha 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 ha. Laughing, laughing, laughing. How many of y'all seen this? Hold on, let me take this down. Let's deal with it. Let's deal with it. Let's deal with it. Let's deal with it. How many of y'all seen this on social media? Being black is so fake right now. It's like motherfuckers only care when you when when it's time for somebody to die. And the cameras, the show, it's like, bro, motherfuckers is out here showing every f***ing day that they need help. It's in the f***ing music, and we only listen to it to these f***ers die. It's like, bro, everybody out here need f***ing help, and everybody walking around this motherfucker like they got it all together. I'll be the first everybody, to tell you, everybody, I, I don't. Everybody walking, and then the second time, like, 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 bro, Dwight Howard cried on TV, right? They called the nigga soft. What the f he was going through on the inside, he had to fucking hold on to where he fucking cried in front of 20 million people. How about somebody ask that question? I'm going to run that back because I know y'all didn't catch all that. Y'all seen this on social media. A lot of folks laughed about it because, again, 
um, black men on one hand we supposed to defend black women on, on, and, and we supposed to uh, lead the house we supposed to got all these different things provide so forth and so and those are our responsibilities but all those titles are weighty and we do live a life too we, we, we come in things affect us as well but where is our coping at a lot of brothers find themselves in that bottle, on them pills, or in between the legs of some woman or man, consistently. And you wonder why, because it's some issues going on that he has nowhere to, to, to go to deal with it. And when and when these different things flash out for us to see, it's not even received or interpreted in a positive manner. It's demonized and become comical. I'm gonna play it again. This is a, a, a basketball player. He was on um this show called Oh, it slipped my mind. It's a um athlete show where they bring um athletes to try um and discuss some mental health. That's that. That's the purpose of these athletes' show. But he came on here, and, and and Beasley, Michael, his name is Michael Beasley. He laid out some stuff, and we'll see throughout the years. Those that follow sports, he moved around. He's an excellent player. He can ball, I, 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 uh, uh, but he got traded from team to team here and there. Um, he done had certain issues, and you know the media. They paint a narrative out there and we run with it like that's God's law. But when we hear it from the source, we hear, oh, damn. They didn't say that in the news. They didn't say that on Sports Center. They got me thinking that this person is this. Don't that happen a lot? And we always getting a, a bad narrative painted on somebody from, from somebody that we think is a reputable source. It don't just happen in the world. So watch this real quick. I'm going to run that back. Being black is so fake right now. It's like motherfuckers only care when you when, when it's time for somebody to die and the cameras to show. It's like, bro, motherfuckers is out here showing every day that they need help. It's in the music and we only listen to it to these die. It's like, bro... Everybody out here need fucking help, and everybody walking around this motherfucker like they got it all together. I'll be the first. Everybody, to tell you, everybody, I, I everybody walking, and then the second time, like, 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 bro, the White Howard cried on TV, right? They called the nigga soft. What the fuck he was going through on the inside, he had to fucking hold on to where he fucking cried in front of twenty million people. How about somebody asked that fucking question? So Dwight Howard wasn't the only one that cried. It been many of our brothers that cried, and 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 and, 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 and we allowed the world to utilize that as comedy. Let me show y'all something. Let me pull this up real quick. On this meme at the top, it shows Tyrese. Tyrese is a singer and actor, very famous. It says when Tyrese had a mental breakdown online in regards to not seeing his daughter in two years. This is the reason why he was crying. He ain't seen his daughter. Someone that came from him in two years. People laughed at him. And he became a meme. That the, the Tyrese cry face is a meme now. 
Folks use that over and over and over again in comical satire for something. And it's cool. Not a black woman. They're not using a black woman cry. They're using the, they're, they're not using a white man crying. They're using a very serious issue as comic relief. How many of y'all have seen this? And I'm going to show you how this plays into the regular brother to your left and right, how we, we don't want to bring shit out. Because if men like this can, can, can be vulnerable for a second and the world take that as comical satire, what the hell is your husband or your son or any other man is going to bring out to you? That's real. Without you taking that as a joke or weakness. Nobody want to deal with this man ain't seen his daughter in two years. No, he couldn't love his daughter. He a celebrity. He got hoes. He got money. He couldn't love his daughter. It, him not seeing her um, in two years could not affect them because black men don't take care of their kids no way. They don't love their kids no way. All these different social narratives, it must apply to every brother. I see folks post a t- t- Tyrese meme every day for something. Every day. Kanye West. That's the second person on, on this meme. When Kanye West had a mental breakdown on TV, people called him crazy. And he too became a meme. We all know Kanye West. His mama was his therapist. I don't know if, if if y'all seen what's the name of the, the, the documentary? Um, Jesus. Yeah, I think so. Jesus, so, something like that. It's it's a documentary that these brothers from Chicago did. Um, excellent documentary. And in the documentary, you see that his mother was his therapist. And his best friend. And his best friend. Whenever he was, whenever his condition was starting to spiral, he was able to go and get back put sanely by her. He don't have that now. That's gone. And it was it was taken away from him instantaneously. Now you think, well, he got money. No, you you think money can buy what his mama was to him? Mm. And coping with his condition. But they make fun of Kanye West all the time. He's a meme. Even when he say crazy stuff and do all this, nobody uh, uh, categorizes that. Oh, that's somebody that's got mental issues. All the money, all the great music he making. Nobody ain't say, you know what? We we gonna get you some real help here, brother. We care about you. We, we, you don't have to do music for another 10 years. Don't think you need to keep doing music and doing all this. Hey, Let's let's fix what's going on. The next person we have on, on, on this meme is Will Smith. I done seen this picture used every day on social media. It's comic relief. The world watched Will Smith listen to his wife tell him live that she had an affair. People laughed at Will. He too became a meme. Everybody saw that. 
I see a lot of folks don't even want to get married because of, uh, of how Jada um, embarrassed Will. Because remember, before this, they was the example of a perfect marriage, remember? I mean, we want to be like Will and Jada. And she and he sat right there and watched her talk about how she dealt with her son's friend in their house. And folks will share this meme as, as coming. We got three black men right here. Israelite men. Who the world took their pain as comedy. The last part of this meme says, yet folks wonder why men don't open up about their mental health. If you can't respect Tyrese, can't respect Kanye West, and can't respect Will Smith, who have done things to make you feel better, whether it's musically or movie-wise, and you don't respect what they went through, how in the hell are you going to respect my hourly wage behind? These real things that, that men talk about, you know, if men bring this up, oh, well, you ain't no strong brother. So you telling me Tyrese ain't, ain't, ain't a strong brother? You telling me Kanye West ain't a strong brother? Severe me- mental illness, and look what he has done in spite of having severe mental illness? You mean to tell me Will Smith ain't a strong brother? But I guess he's not strong by the standards of what society is saying. And I want y'all to take, to take a look at it because, again, we've been so destroyed and so desensitized that we see this all the time and it don't even trigger in our mind that these were real issues going on in these men's life. You think you think uh, Tyrese don't be on social media? You think Kanye West don't be on social media? You don't think that Will Smith don't, don't be on social You think he ain't seen how his pain is now comic relief for people. You know, this kind of stuff just don't happen inside the world. Those in the so-called truth, the same thing happened. It can be brothers and sisters that's going through um, particular things and issues, and those things are put out live and direct and laughed at and demonized. And we think that's a good old lesson from the Lord. Hallelujah. Matter of fact, we love those type of teachers in classes. Who else finna get blasted? Who else uh, um, the, is having an issue that they finna put their business out and, 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 and blast them? Who get it, get it. Even though you're sitting right there with your own issues. Your own hangups and problems. But I'm going to get my coping mechanism out of seeing somebody else's issue be put on blast and exposed and made mockery of. You think Tyrese, Kanye West, and Will Smith ain't suffered no depression? How about the people that 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 y'all watch y'all leaders talk about and put their situations out there, not even accurately, 
Not even telling the truth about it. Not being 100 with it, but painting the narrative about it. You don't think the folks behind that have any type of depression? Hmm. Or Say feel it. a certain way about it? Talk on it. Or is it for the most part, y'all really don't give a fuck because folks ain't giving a fuck about what you're going through. Hmm. So since nobody ain't trying to help me in my problems and my depression, I don't give a fuck about somebody else's problems and depression either. And we have a whole I don't give a fuck um, cycle going on amongst believers. We already see it in the world, but I thought we're supposed to know better. Mm. But if the world don't give a damn about it, and Israel, so-called Israel, is... Supposed to be the, the representation of some type of righteousness, but we're doing the same damn thing. With all our understanding. Correct? So watch this. So we saw what Beasley was bring, bringing out, right? We saw what Beasley was bringing out, right? Hey, Shabbat Shalom to everybody. Um, it's still folks coming in. Um, happy Sabbath to everybody. Um... Let me bring this up real quick. Let me bring that down. So let's let's get some more from Brother Beasley. What 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 else was 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 Beasley bringing out? Check this out. I don't leave the house. I play basketball and I go home. I don't care what y'all do no more. Like all I care about is playing basketball all day. I go home and I try to talk to my kids as much as I can. I don't see them as much as I can because I don't. I'm not traveling as much no more. I don't know what to expect when I leave this house no more. I, they, you know what I'm saying? I don't talk to nobody. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I've reached out and I've reached out and I've reached out and I've reached out and I've reached out so more that I, I gotta I gotta die with some kind of with some kind of dignity. Me, that's not sustainable. Like you too young, bro. That's not sustainable, bro. You can still play ball. So you that's not me? sustainable. So 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 I can come up here and I can tell you somebody else's life, and I'm willing to do it. Oh, and I'm gonna turn my head back, but I'm gonna put a smile on for you, and I'm gonna, like, bro, I'm gonna. You tell don't you. gotta put nothing on for me. So like, or, yeah. or I can just sit back. and I'm gonna tell you what it is. Like I, I'm not. I like like I know that's not sustainable, but at the same time, like, what? Bees, none of us can go do out, it. None bro. of us can do it alone, bro. Reach out. Go out. You go, have hold to change, time, time. go out. Change where? the narrative. Go out with. Go out. Talk to people. Interact with people. Like, bro, real talk. I'll call us out. Us three. Bro, you be in Miami? Y'all party. I don't party, bro. Don't no, no, no. We don't party, bro. I'm talking about you have kids. I have kids. Come to my house. We can get bounce houses for the kids. We can sit back on the porch, drink a couple beers, drink some wine, hang out. Like, bro, that's not a normal, successful man's life to sit up in the house like that. Like, you got to find good people. And us three can be good people. You know what I'm saying? Like, bro, it's not, that, that's I, like, not like, sustainable, Like, like no bro. disrespect to what y'all got going on. I've been trying to find good people for so long. Mm. I'm tired, bro. Say that. I, I would say I'm this. It's, it's, it's a 100%, bro. Like, it's it's like, so okay to be tired, like, though. I got... You know what I'm saying? You ain't got nothing left. You ain't got nothing left to give I'll people. tell you this, bro. I'll be it. Like, whatever you need, dog. Like, if you just want to talk, like, I, I for sure can't hoop with you. I'll go out there and pass that hole. Like, what we're saying is, bro, like, we want to be those people. Bringing you here wasn't about this. I wanted to talk basketball and hoops. But, dog, folks love you, dog. Nobody want to see you go through this. 
I got me a Beasley jersey out the motherfucking house because I was down here when he got drafted. I think the thing is, man, like so many times as black men, we are asked because of talent to carry everybody. We are not made to carry everybody. Black women are asked to carry everybody. They are not made to carry everybody. Dog, it takes a fucking village, bro. And at some point, you got to have somebody who don't need shit from you, who don't want shit from you, who want to see you win, man. Like, we don't, we don't do this for us. Yeah. How many of y'all seen that? How many of y'all seen that? That video clip went super viral. And more, do, do uh, you think folks, it went viral not in the essence of saying, hey, look, this brother need help or to highlight these are the different things that black man is going through. Let's be a little bit more understanding, considerate, and careful. No, they, oh, man, this dude got all this money and um, um, he, he got arrested for this. But again, like you said, what you want me to come up here and fake? But I'm telling you directly how it is. He beat up. He damaged he reached out to people, and, and 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 it's sad that what the setting that he was in, ninety nine percent of black men would never have that kind of setting to express that. Let alone hear somebody say, "Hey, let me be a person for you." Mm. See, women are able to get these type of things. They, 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 it's already labeled as them being emotional, so they can convey and get and get stuff off their chest. But brothers can't do that. But we have to set up a different type of system going on around here. Because even they said, "Hey, that's not sustainable, bro." He said, "All he do is hoop and go home." And be around the kids that he's that he can be, be be around. He ain't trying to party. He's he 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 already been trying to reach out to folks, and obviously the folks that he reached out to did they do their job? Did they acknowledge the reaching out? Was it reciprocated? Obviously it wasn't because look at what we're seeing right here. He couldn't even talk no more. He was crying. And you know how I found that about this clip? Because everybody was sharing him crying. I want to know what the hell was he crying about? I had to watch the interview. But I got wind of this on social media of him crying. Same thing with Tyrese. I didn't know that he uh, was fighting. I, I, I got wind of, of, of that off the clip of him crying. I want to run it back again. Again, like I said, just like the Bible, the Lord repeats stuff to us at least two to three times. I like playing clips at least two to three times. Because maybe you didn't catch everything the first time. Now I'm dealing with, 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 with the man right now at this point. Because black brothers, Israelite men, we don't have no outlets to get shit off our chest at all. Majority of men that come around us are fake, phony folks. It's very few. See, granddaddy and them had... It was kind of different. They had homies from growing up. 
A lot of us been moved around so much, so we never had no um, established friendships that we done had from youth or from grade school or even high school. It's been a such an overwhelming condition of fakeness. It's so many fake folks breeding more fake folks having fake kids. And so it's it's very few genuine folks um, now, Ash. Especially on the man's side and on the woman's side. Where it's like, it's almost like majority of the folks you come across is phony and fake and will be that. So it ain't just on, uh, we're seeing that folks that got the bag, they got that celebrity, they got the money. Look at where they at. Oh man, I wish I was in the NBA. Oh man, I wish I had this money. Oh man, I wish I had. He going through the same thing your hourly behind going through. He don't have, he don't have no homies or nobody that, that's in his corner either. Just like you. He done been there for folks and did all this stuff for folks that ain't reciprocate the same back things toward him, just like you. All these different things bring on a form of what? Depression. Michael Beasley is depressed. And he didn't come there to, to I, I watched the interview. The, uh, 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 that came out through a series of questions from, they talking about this and the other and the most had let that thing come on out. I'm going to play it again. I don't leave the house. I play basketball and I go home. I don't care what y'all do no more. Like, all I care about is playing basketball all day. I go home and I try to talk to my kids as much as I can. I don't see them as much as I can because I'm not traveling as much no more. I don't know what to expect when I leave this house no more. I, they, you know what I'm saying? I don't talk to nobody. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I've reached out and I've reached out and I've reached out and I've reached out and I've reached out so more that I, I gotta I gotta die with some kind of some kind of dignity. Me, that's not sustainable. Like you too young, bro. That's not sustainable, bro. You can still play ball. So you that's not me? sustainable. So 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 I can come up here and I can tell you somebody else's life and I'm willing to do it. Oh, and I'm gonna turn my head back, but I'm gonna put a smile on for you and I'm gonna, like, bro, I'm gonna. You tell don't you. gotta put nothing on for me. Like, like, or, yeah. or I can just sit back and I'm gonna tell you what it is. Like I, I'm not. I like like I know that's not sustainable, but at the same time, like what? Bees, none of us can go do out. it. None of us can do go it alone, bro. Reach out. Go out. You go, have hold to change, time, time. go out. Change where? the narrative. Go out with. Go out. Talk to people. Interact with people. Like, bro, real talk. I'll call us out. Us three. Bro, you be in Miami? Y'all party. I don't party, bro. Don't, no, no, no. We don't party, bro. I'm talking about you have kids. I have kids. Come to my house. We can get bounce houses for the kids. We can sit back on the porch, drink a couple beers, drink some wine, hang out. Like, bro, that's not a normal, successful man's life to sit up in the house like that. Like, you got to find good people. And us three can be good people. You know what I'm saying? Like, bro, it's not, that, that's I, like, not like, sustainable, Like, no bro. disrespect to what y'all got going on. I've been trying to find good people for so long. I'm tired, bro. Mm. I, I would say I'm this. It's, it's, it's a 100%, bro. Like, it's it's like, so okay to be tired, like, though. I got... You know what I'm saying? You ain't got nothing left. You ain't got nothing left to give I'll people. tell you this, bro. I'll be it. 
like, whatever you need, dog. Like, if you just want to talk, like, I, I for sure can't hoop with you. I'll go out there and pass that hoe. Like, what we're saying is, bro, like, we want to be those people. Bringing you here wasn't about this. I wanted to talk basketball and hoops. But, dog, folks love you, dog. Nobody want to see you go through this. I got me a busy jersey out the motherfucking house because I was down here when he got drafted. I think the thing is, man, like, so many times as black men, we are asked because of talent to carry everybody. We are not made to carry everybody. Black women are asked to carry everybody. They are not made to carry everybody. Dog, it takes a fucking village, bro. And at some point, you got to have somebody who don't need shit from you, who don't want shit from you, who want to see you win, man. Like, we don't, we don't do this for us. Yeah. So he made the statement saying, he made the statement saying that it takes a community. Our forefathers had that. Our ancestors had that. We don't have that now. Majority of folks are individuals. They care about themselves and themselves only. They barely care about their damn spouse. Barely, barely, barely care about their own damn kids that came from out their body. Dark and hard times we living in. So you think none of this stuff will, will, will bring on depression? You think none of this stuff will bring on depression? I'm showing this stuff because once again, how many folks is touching on this? How many of the folks that, that a, a lot of our people love to tune in to by the thousands? Is dealing with issues that hit to your core. But since everybody being fake, I might as well go in and fake too. While everybody else is putting up a facade, let me get my facade together too. That's not living. That's not life. That's not sustainable. So watch this real quick. And I encourage everybody to to go to YouTube in your spare time. His name is Michael Beasley. I want y'all to see that whole interview. He been through a whole lot. He was homeless majority of his life. I want to tell her, I want y'all to see it. And see how he come to... How much with with such a horrible upbringing, look what he was able to overcome, but all that trauma is still there. All this money, all this stuff, ain't changed what's on the inside destroying you. So watch this real quick. We got another one. So that's Michael Beasley. Check this one out. If you're young and you're black and you're living in the hood, you're going to have PTSD, not because you're born with some sort of predisposition to having a mental health disorder, but because you're living in a society that is inhumane. We live in a society, a Western society, that breeds depression, that breeds anxiety, that breeds the social abnormalities that we see in, that are you know, spiking in many communities. And so the mental health crisis that we're seeing of this generation is based on the alienation that we feel every single day from nature, from purpose, from a future. Um, and the numbers are going up every single day, right, of depression, anxiety. It's because we're always on our phone. We're always comparing ourselves to other people. We're always 
wanting more. And uh, this is a byproduct of a Western society that is sick. Now, he said a whole lot. I'm going to run that back. But a lot of us, especially those who grew up in the most glorified hood, I'm from the hood, I'm from the projects, I'm from the block. Is we going to be honest about what growing up there really was? Was it really fun seeing folks get their head knocked open? Folks getting jumped on? You having to subscribe to some form of a gang to be able to walk to the damn store or park? How many times you done got chased? How many times you done had to fight uh, 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 when you weren't even good at fighting? You learned to be good at fighting. Oh, you learned how to take a whooping. Some folks learn learn how to, to, to run faster. To see crackheads every day. Alcoholics. Folks strung out on drugs. Gangbangers and drug dealers. To see needles and crack vials apart. I stay the to, 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 to not know what an unpissy elevator or unpissy hallway smell like. Never see loose condoms all over the place. How not to know what it ain't to have roaches or rats around. You think none of this stuff plays on, on your mind, on your psyche? It don't wire, wire you a certain way? We ain't talking about the, uh, 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 how you were treated by who raised you. It's levels and layers to folks. But you got the damn nerve to make it seem like ain't nothing wrong with you? That that ain't messed you up or, or, or wired you a certain way? We have to deal with some real stuff. And it's not to linger on the past and to just keep, no, it's to confront it, to heal it. We keep on acting like it didn't happen. Ain't nothing wrong. But then we start talking to folks who deal with you. Talk to your wife, talk to your husband, talk to your kids. And they have a whole totally different interpretation of you. Because as much as you ignoring it and thinking that nobody can tell, it's spilling out in your behavior. It's spilling out in, in the way you process things, how you talk, how you behave, how you deal with everybody. We have to confront it, right? So I'm going to run back with what the brother said. I'm play it again. If you're young and you're black and you're living in the hood, you're going to have PTSD, not because you're born with some sort of predisposition to having a mental health disorder, but because you're living in a society that is inhumane. We live in a society, a Western society, that breeds depression, that breeds anxiety, that breeds the social abnormalities that we see in, that are you know, spiking in many communities. And so the mental health crisis that we're seeing of this generation is based on the alienation that we feel every single day from nature, from purpose, from a future. Um, and the numbers are going up every single day, right, of depression, anxiety. It's because we're always on our phone. We're always comparing ourselves to other people. We're always wanting more. 
And uh, this is a byproduct of a Western society that is sick. He ain't lying. Every time you look up, you see something bad that happened to a brother or sister that looked like you. That you can't be in the house in your drawers eating ice cream without somebody walking in there blowing your brains out. You can't be in the house playing your video games without somebody shooting you through the window. It's a whole lot that's going on. But you want to get the facade that ain't nothing affecting you. So watch this real quick. Watch this real quick. And all praises, um, keep keep coming with the comments. I I, I want y'all to be able to um, unpack and divulge and whatnot. This is a, it's a safe place. You don't have to be fake here. When Botham Law's podcast come up, we we ain't up here trying to fake in front. We don't state some severe issues, then we don't come to some resolutions around it. A lot of us had some wild, tripped out upbringings. And some folks didn't have it that bad. Like some folks didn't grow up in the hood, had well-to-do families that didn't care about them. That thought that because they had a certain um, um, middle class to upper class life, that that was enough. It's folks that went through stuff that had money. We don't even know that end of, 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 of the stick. To have, and you still don't have a father that, that care about you, a mama that care about you. That rather rush you, that push you off to schools and push you off to these things instead of being involved with you one-on-one. So it ain't just all the ghetto part. It's folks whose family were successful and they were so striving to be successful and be like folks where they uh, neglected their children or neglected the relationships. It's levels to, to other stuff. So watch this. Let me um, bring up this right here. Check, check, check this out. I knew I was depressed a little bit, but I didn't know, like, the level of depression. I didn't know, like, there was different levels of depression. I thought it was just like, ah, right, you're depressed, you're going to be sad. You might cry, you might be in a bad mood, like, you might curse somebody out or something. I didn't know it was like a whole world. Like, it's like a whole world you're going to. It was like once I got started... What I realized is I was like literally trapped in one of my own thoughts. So like, there's no time, there's no space. It's a thought, it's a concept, it's some shit that you just, it was like being in the underworld. That was another basketball player. His name was Ben Gordon, excellent basketball player. And once again, like I said, it's not a whole lot of these folks who are comfortable enough to come out and tell people about their issue and how they overcame. A lot of folks don't have that, that, that kind of boldness. But once again, I'm showing you, I, and I, I, I'm, and I'm showing you brothers and you wives. That brother next to you might be real jacked up. Be a little more patient with them. A little more understanding. Yeah. 
It's levels to, to, to this stuff. We don't have outlets like y'all. We can't just up and crash shit out. It's some folks who ain't crashing. They was little kids. Probably have a heart attack if, if you let a, a tear out. Because it's unnatural. It's unnormal. It's not allowed. So let me r- r- run that back again, what ben, ben Gordon said, just in case you missed it. I knew I was depressed a little bit, but I didn't know, like, the level of depression. I didn't know, like, there was different levels of depression. I thought it was just like, ah, right, you're depressed, you're going to be sad. You might cry, you might be in a bad mood, like, you might curse somebody out or something. I didn't know it was like a whole world, like, it's like a whole world you're going to. It was like once I got started, what I realized is I was like literally trapped in one of my own thoughts. So like, there's no time, there's no space. It's a thought, it's a concept, it's some shit that you just, it was like being in the underworld. Y'all heard that? It's a lot of folks that's hearing this right now that can bear witness to that. A lot of folks watching this right now can bear witness to that. And when it's like that, you have to go, you have to understand that that's what it is and then get the help that you need and deserve. Not listen to somebody say, just get over it. Fast and pray about it. You might need a few steps before that fasting and prayer can take its full effect with you. Everybody's situation ain't the same and can apply the same things to it. But we at least got to get to the point where we're acknowledging stuff, though. That we're shattering this whole facade of being fake and phony and, 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 and thinking that that's the solution. So watch this. Dead and shit too long. It stopped smelling. So come the fuck out of there. I'm going to play it again. <laughs> it, it, it's, it, it's, it's very plain and bold, understandable language. Play it again. Dead and shit too long. It stopped smelling. So come the fuck out of there. How many of y'all been sitting in some shit and didn't realize that that's what it was? Sitting in a bowl of stuff. Fecal matter. Thank you, baby. Let me let me clean it up a little bit. She said that if you sitting in it so long, it stops smelling. If you sit in it too long, it will stop smelling. A lot of us were sitting in it for a long time. And you didn't smell it at all until somebody said, hey, you don't smell that? Smell what? It stink right there. You stinking. And you have to realize, damn, it do stink. Why am I sitting in fecal matter? Step out of it. I'm going to play it again. She she put it as plain as it's Mike could put it. Dead and shit too long. It stopped smelling. So come the fuck out of there. Sometimes um, plainness of sp- speech hits the best. 
a lot of folks is going through a whole lot of things that we ain't even touched on that don't nobody ever talk about. And you don't think that you need some help, that there's some help that you can get. You, you, um, not acknowledging, um, ignoring ain't a solution. So watch this. I'm still holding in on, on, on other brothers. A lot of men don't speak about this, but a lot of men suffer in silence also. Right. When you when you a provider, and you a real, real provider, but you already unhappy, and you not feeling like you're being celebrated in a proper manner, mm. you feel like you're only being tolerated. Like a lot of people be like, why certain men don't go home? Like when I was in the streets, I used to hate going home because I, I feel like it's cool, but I ain't welcome though. Cause it don't feel embracing when I go home. It's like yeah. y'all act like this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Thanks. And a lot of men suffer from that and not knowing that it's okay to have your man cave. You have to go in your solitude and have your time for yourself in order for you to release. Cause yeah. we we so busy being tough and harboring all these resentment and emotions and all yeah. the shit we deal with. Y- y'all didn't hear what he said. This. What he's bringing out can be re- can be placed in so many different scenarios. That ain't just in coming home. Some of y'all can feel that way at your job. Some of y'all can feel that in your so-called organization. Let's run that back, y'all. Y- y'all, y'all probably didn't hear what, what uh, he said. Let's, let's let's run that back. A lot of men don't speak about this, but a lot of men suffer in silence also. Right. When you when you a provider. And you a real, real provider, but you already unhappy, and you not feeling like you're being celebrated in a proper manner. You feel like you're only being tolerated. Like a lot of people be like, why certain men don't go home? Like when I was in the streets, I used to hate going home because I, I feel like it's cool, but I ain't welcome though. Cause it don't feel embracing when I go home. It's like yeah. y'all act like this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Thanks. And a lot of men suffer from that and not knowing that. It's okay to have your man cave. You have to go in your solitude and have your time for yourself in order for you to release. Because we we so busy being tough and harboring all these resentment and emotions and all the shit we deal with. Hey, I want to mention something real quick, too. Brothers, pay attention, especially married brothers. Be mindful of social media. Be mindful of social media. You'll be watching these different um, well-curated clips and you be seeing, um, and sisters too, seeing that whoremongering brothers get all this attention and respect. These whoremongering sisters get all these different respect, get flown here, vacationing, um, getting all these gifts. Don't let that stuff fool you. It have brothers thinking that maybe if I live a certain life, you know, you're hearing um, these clips where, these women saying they don't want no man to work a job. They want a man to be a scammer. They want a man to be a drug dealer, game banger, a rude boy. And they love that kind of man, and they'll give that, that man all this type of sex and all this type of attention. And then brothers that's regular, wild, you're like, man, so I could be this type of dude to get this kind of um affection and recognition? And on the flip side, sisters will be well, we're watching social media and, and oh, um, I'm in Dubai and I'm here and I'm getting flown here and I'm at this place and this nice resort. And all of these are like, man, wait a minute. Uh, um, this person is just giving that thing out to whoever. 
and traveling the world. I'm being loyal to this man and family, and I ain't never been on a damn vacation. Be mindful. You ain't getting the whole story in that 60-second clip. I'm going to say it again. You're not getting the whole story in that 67 clip. You don't know what that woman had to do for that trip, for that 60-second clip she's showing you. Hmm. You don't know how many folks lined up outside that room. You don't know what them brothers is, is, is doing either. Social media is about a lot of fakeness and fraudness. A lot of folks post things for likes and likes only. That's not even a real life. Y'all know that. But you see it so much, you think that folks are actually living this way. You're only getting a 60 second false synopsis of the story. I'm, I'm going to put that out there. Uh, watch this next clip. My students, my, my, my black male students, one simple question. I used to ask them, how are you doing? And based off that question of how are you doing, they gave me two distinct answers. If you talked about yourself as a function, I'm trying to get this work done, I'm grinding, you, st- you don't really understand yourself emotionally yet. But if you talked about yourself, about your actual well-being, it's like, you know what, I'm kind of tired, I'm feeling like a long day, these are reasons why, you're on the right steps. So I think as a functional question, asking asking a, another black man, how are you doing, and see what their answers are, because it's... We should not see ourselves and shout out to the NAP ministry for mm-hmm. teaching me this. For real. We should not see ourselves as machines. Like it's it's and that's a part of patriarchy. Let me play that again. Y'all that that y'all didn't catch that. I, I gotta run that back again. My students, my, my my black male students, one simple question. I used to ask them, How are you doing? And based off that question of how are you doing, they gave me two distinct answers. If you talked about yourself as a function, I'm trying to get this work done, I'm grinding, you, st- you don't really understand yourself emotionally yet. But if you talked about yourself, about your actual well-being, it's like, you know what, I'm kind of tired, I'm feeling like a long day, these are reasons why, you're on the right steps. So I think as a functional question, asking asking a, another black man, how are you doing, and see what their answers are, because it's... We should not see ourselves and shout out to the NAP ministry for mm-hmm. teaching me this. For real. We should not see ourselves as machines. Like it's it's and that's a part of patriarchy. Is- so let me ask a question. If somebody asks you how you're doing, what is your response? Are you saying, Yeah, I'm grinding, I'm getting it, you know what I'm saying? Or is you actually saying how you feel? I'm tired. I ain't doing too well. I'm stressed out about this. There is a difference. There so, is a difference. So what have you been taught to say I'm enduring? Oh, hold on. Let, let's get some of these um, religious desensitized remarks. I'm um, striving. I'm enduring. I'm striving. I'm striving. What else we heard? Um, I'm trying to think. I should have wrote these down. Damn, I'm shooting a blank right now. What's some of the terms that that um that we hear or that we use that's not really de- defining what how we really are doing, but it's the common go to um reply, the safe reply if somebody asks you how you are doing. Let me hear from y'all. 